This is the Western Sydney Health Check with Harrison and Sia. Welcome and thanks for joining us today. It's an exciting time in Western Sydney as more of our teams move into Westmead Hospital's shiny new Central Acute Services building. So that's what we'll be talking all about in this episode. Here's how the Premier described the new building at its official opening on Monday. To everybody here at uh, Westmead Hospital, this is a fantastic uh, symbol of what the government's been able to achieve even during challenging times to invest in our clinical services, building a whole complex, a $1 billion precinct, which will not just be a health, uh, health uh, centre of excellence, but also an education centre of excellence. One really exciting part of this building is a new trauma unit which means a dedicated treatment space for people with multiple life-threatening injuries. This really is the very best care you can get in a crisis. Later in the episode, Sia interviews surgeon Jeremy Shu, who heads up trauma care at Westmead Hospital. He has some fascinating insight into what goes on behind the scenes to provide elite trauma care. And I speak to the nurse who runs the team there about what it's like caring for patients through a life-changing event. But joining me first is our Chief Executive, Graham Loy, on what this $1 billion redevelopment means to Western Sydney. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Graham. Thanks, Harrison. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. How are you doing today? Mate, I'm having a great time. Excellent. It's a very exciting week, as we said earlier. We've been waiting a long time for this shiny new building. How does it feel for you, you know, the Chief Executive of the Health District, finally seeing the official opening of the Central Acute Services Building? It's absolutely amazing. When I walk around and see the people in there, it is an outstanding building. You know, it is a really nice representation of how we provide good care to the community and it provides all of those things that not only our staff need to provide high quality care, but also the community of Western Sydney deserve. You know, they really deserve an iconic building. They really deserve, you know, a fabulous place to come. Remember when they're with us, they're, at, they're most scared, they're most vulnerable, mm. the most fragile period in their life. So for us to be able to provide not only a really good environment, but also high quality care, that's what we're aiming for. This amazing building allows us to get another step down the pathway to treat the people of Western Sydney exactly the way they should be. And that is, you know, like the champions that they are. And it is, as you say, an iconic building. I mean, it, it's so tall. The artwork in it is beautiful. It really captures your attention as you're coming up. But it really is about the care, as you say. You know, what difference is this going to make for the average patient coming into Westmead Hospital? I think it'll make a lot of difference and on, on a number of different layers as well. So if you think about it from a culture perspective, there's been a lot of work gone into cultural grounds and mm. sensitivities around safety for staff and safety for communities, but in particular, safety for our First Nations peoples that come and seek care from us. Yes. So there's a huge amount of work in artwork and in gardens and in safety that's been created. So I think that's that's the first point to it. Secondly, the new space and the new environment in our emergency departments provide such a great space for safer care than what we had before. The issues with crowding, the issues with you know, having so many people in a, in a confined space, mm. you know, really created challenges for our clinicians to actually work to the absolute best of their abilities. You know, they have these fabulous facilities, great service to actually do the work in um, with all the space that they need and all the tools and the latest technologies that are available for us. Mm. Uh, it really gives us the ability to do the best job that we can. You know, then when you think about the building and the space that it's in, the environment is fabulous. It wasn't just about building a great building or building great treatment space. It was also about placemaking and creating 
creating an environment where people can come and feel comfortable. So, you know, there is good seating areas, there's good outdoor areas, there's a wonderful green spine that runs down between the buildings that is going to connect Toongabi River up oh, to the wow. front of the hospitals. We've thought about everything that we could in the design of it, and mm. I think I'm really, really proud of the work that's gone into it, the hundreds of thousands of hours with our clinicians to design it. Um, and I really should do a big shout out to Health Infrastructure. They built a fabulous building and they've done an outstanding job in this case. Absolutely. I've had the pleasure of seeing a little bit of it myself and it is beautiful. And it's great to hear the thought that's gone into it, not just, you know, for the staff and the patients, but for the visitors and the carers as well. Having that that comfortable space makes such a big difference at a, a vulnerable time in, in people's lives. I mean, I've mostly seen the emergency department and sort of some of these cultural grounds that you mentioned. Do you have any favourite spots in there yourself yet? I probably shouldn't say helipad. Outstanding view when you stand <laughs> up on the top. You can see Sydney CBD, Bankwest Stadium, Parramatta, all the way to the Blue Mountains. You get a 360 degree view from up there. Not going to be open, obviously, to the general public. <laughs> and, and we're only up there in a, in a very safe way before it was handed over. Of course. The views actually all the way through the building are fabulous. We've really maximised that visibility, the use of light, the use of views to improve people's health and recovery. So linking with the outside, linking with the views has been one of the big parts for us. From a clinical perspective, the National Infectious Diseases Unit is something I'm really, really proud of that we've worked with the state on to create. You know, and it's that area where all of our expertise comes together around treating things like the pandemic that we've got at the moment. So yes. it is really, we have that high level of expertise that everybody knows we activated when COVID-19 first hit. Our guys were at the front line all the way through. So um, we've, we've now got that purpose-built space where we can take it to the next level. So I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of our relationships with our key partners. So creating a building where the adult hospital and the kids' hospital come together yeah. with Sydney University in a really integrated way where we work together, um, that's really unique. That doesn't happen very often. And to have you know a major tertiary um, children's hospital and a major tertiary adults' hospital coming together and working in the one building, that's just a phenomenal outcome um, that can only be good for patients for the journey from birth all the way through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially thinking of those adolescent patients when you make that difficult crossover from children's to adults care, I think it's going to be immense for them. I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, National Infectious Diseases Unit as well, because obviously that's on everyone's mind with COVID-19. What was it like getting ready for this new building and then all of a sudden a pandemic comes along and kind of throws a spanner in the works of everything? What was that like for you? I tell you, we, it kind of threw us on our head a little bit as we were going. You know, we had to think of all the contingencies that we could plan for. Remember, we went into this not really knowing what COVID-19 was and how to manage it. And we went in it with a focus on keeping staff as safe as we possibly can, treating patients as the absolute dignity and respect that they deserve in an environment where we were learning as we were going. So the amazing skill set that our infectious diseases team have, our infection control teams have around how do we manage those patients, how do we provide safe advice to our clinicians, how do we create an environment so they can treat them in a way that they're going to get the best possible outcome. For the first probably couple of months, all the patients in New South Wales came to us. So that was really a real challenge for us. It was amazing how they raised to that challenge and actually addressed it. And, you know, the real measure for me, all the way through this, when you sit back in the cold light of day and think about it in 12 months time about were we successful in what we did, the measure for me to show that we were was the fact that we have not had a single staff member who have had an infection from a patient that's come into the hospital. It wow. was not transmitted to one staff member. We've managed to keep everyone safe. All the other outcomes are fabulous, but that's the one to me that is the greatest measure that we have around how well our teams have performed and just what an amazing group of staff we have. Absolutely. The infection prevention and control team and the work they've done with all of our staff is absolutely incredible. And I guess that brings us to the point of education. Education is really at the heart of Westmead Hospital as well. 
and you know innovation and research how are we going to see that integrated more into this new building yeah a really good question harrison we've built an innovation center at the front so that's a very new concept you know normally innovation happens in the back room and we sort of translate to the bedside Hmm. but we've purposefully built a separate building that allows us to work together and the key partners between ourselves and the children's network and sydney university have come together to say let's create this environment where innovation can grow now let's create an ecosystem for innovation so we've created a physical environment that allows that to happen what that will do is permeate through the whole precinct and actually make it work really well it's crazy to think that 12 months ago you were here telling us what is COVID-19 and really what what was our health district doing to prepare for that on a personal note for you it's been an incredibly busy and I imagine quite stressful 12 months how have you gone through it all how are you feeling now Oh, I'm feeling great. I, you know, it, it, it's really easy when you have such a strong team. Mm-hmm. I feel really good because I'm so proud of the work that we've done. You know, the team's front to back. It doesn't matter what your role is in the system. Every single person that I've, I've spoken to or I've seen or I've worked with or I've had feedback about have really stepped up and done a fabulous job. So I couldn't be prouder being in Western Sydney than I am at the moment. It's, it's just amazing what we can do when we get put under pressure and you know what we can deliver for everyone so you know, I think the real winners here are the people of Western Sydney because they're lucky to have such a dedicated group of people that are working for them. Graham I'm glad you're doing well thanks so much for your time. Thanks Harrison. Thanks very much Harrison and Graham for that insightful chat. We've now got Dr Jeremy Sue. Dr Sue is a renowned surgeon and the head of trauma here at Westmead Hospital. Yeah thanks Sia for having me along. I have no idea what questions you're going to ask me, but uh, well, let's. Uh, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, we definitely like to keep it casual on our podcast and just have a light-hearted conversation. And your service um, has recently experienced quite a significant change and step into the future. Um, but before we do that, I'd actually really like to get an understanding what a trauma service at a hospital actually is. Can you talk us through that? Trauma service is a comprehensive a clinical service that really looks after patients who've suffered major injury. And so that includes things like injuries from car crashes, falls, um, interpersonal violence, you know, stabbings, gunshot wounds and the like. And the reason why it becomes important is that, say, for example, somebody who's been in a car crash, they can have injuries to their whole body. And so therefore they can have broken bones, they can have bleeding around the brain, they can have broken ribs, they can have bleeding around the chest, they can have a bleeding spleen, bleeding pelvis. And we're really lucky um, in a centre like Westmead to have all the specialties, but you need to have a specialty that pulls that all together. And that's what really the trauma service is there to do. It's basically to make sure that the patient is getting the right care at the right time by the right people. I'm really uh, interested in finding out what it means to have a dedicated ward for your trauma service so that so as a result of the move into the new building there is now officially a dedicated ward how does that change the way you do business for Westmead Hospital? It's an amazing thing actually it's a really good uh, reflection on the hospital's decision to recognize trauma as part of the core work that's done here at Westmead Um, You know, Westmead's had a really strong history of always being um, at the forefront of managing trauma. And this dedicated trauma unit has allowed these patients, as I said before, who have multiple different injuries to be looked after in a specialised 
place. And previously, trauma patients, particularly the multiply injured patients, would be sort of scattered amongst these specialty wards. And so by having this trauma unit, now we have a team, and that includes everyone. That's the doctors, the nurses, the physios, the occupational therapists, social workers, uh, everyone. Now all of these patients are looked after by a team that is committed to uh, managing the overall patient. By having them there, it makes it more efficient. It means that we've got specialised care. Um, I can confidently say that we are the only hospital in, certainly in Sydney, New South Wales, that has a dedicated trauma ward or trauma unit where these multiply injured patients are cared for. It's such a fascinating area of medicine. Um, how many patients are, are, you, are coming through the trauma service every day or every week? We admit about 1,500 patients a year to the trauma service. Now, not all of those are severely injured. We have about 500 that uh, would um, be classified as uh, severe trauma. Quite a busy service if you think about that. And I said 1,500 patients. Um, obviously, with trauma, it, it, uh, it, you can't really um, determine, you can't really plan uh, for when the patients are going to come in. They could come in at any time. There are some uh, rough patterns that occur that we know. We know we tend to be busier in the summer and we tend to be busier in good weather as opposed to bad weather. Um, and uh, we know that it tends to get busier towards the end of the week, heading into the weekend, uh, as opposed to the start of the week. But still, injured patients can come in at any time. I'm really interested in hearing from you about what the patient journey now looks like. So if we were to um, perhaps suggest a um, car crash scenario, quite a severe car crash scenario, what does the journey look like from the car crash through to your service? These patients, unfortunately, are still common. That's why we, that's why we exist. Um, but then that patient would come to the CASB, to our adults emergency Often the whole team will be notified prior to the arrival of this patient, so they will already be assembled there. They'll get assessed in the resuscitation room and their uh, immediate uh, needs attended to, assuming that they need emergency operative intervention to stop bleeding, say from the abdomen or the chest. It's just around the corner where the critical lifts are to the operating room. We can go directly from the resuscitation room up to the operating room. Alternatively, if we did have time and the patient was stable enough, they would go to the CT scan, which again is, an, is a really great design change from previous. Now we're, we're very fortunate and patients are very fortunate to have the CT scan inside the resuscitation area. So it's literally about, I don't know, it must be about 10 metres, 15 metres just outside the um, resuscitation area that um, we can get into the CT scanner. Um, because after they're staying close observation, they would now come to the trauma unit. And it's in the trauma unit that really the ongoing work of making sure that the patient receives the um, rehabilitation and uh, ongoing treatment that they require, that's where they are able to, they're out of that what we call the critical care phase, and they're now into their recovery phase. From that 
point, most of the severely injured patients, and this is like, for example, from the major car crash, they would usually then end up in a rehabilitation facility um, to continue improving their mobility. And then after they've left there, we don't, they haven't left our service, we follow them up in our trauma clinic. So there's ongoing continuity of care for these multiply injured patients. It sounds like there's so many people involved in their treatment that they become family. Yeah, 100% correct. Like as in trauma isn't like a, you know, it's, a, it's not a single player kind of event. It's, uh, it's, it requires the input of multiple people, multiple specialties, um, multiple services. And that's really what the trauma services role is. It's to make sure that all of these things that we have available in the hospital, that the appropriate ones are utilized for the patient. Well, it sounds like the move is really, really positive for you. In general, what do you think of the the shiny new building? You've been at Westmead for a while. How significant is this new building to the future of Westmead? Yeah, I I think that it's uh, an amazing foundation. It's a step in the right direction. I think that this this is kind of like the foundation of care for the next probably the next 30 40 years again um it's it's amazing it didn't i didn't actually appreciate in the planning how much bigger this footprint would be i was just thinking the other day like when we are at full capacity in this building it's going to be so busy like there, are, it is going to be like, it's going to be absolutely pumping. Like the other bit that I wanted to mention is that it's a really, to me, it's a really great opportunity um, having the um, children's hospital services also in the building. I think that really there's a lot of opportunity for collaboration and care between the adult and the kids hospital. I think we need to be doing more of that. And by having services within the same building, I think that really helps um, make that happen. Absolutely. What an exciting step forward. Dr. Sue, thank you so much for your time. You know, um, we're a very big fan of your work and we wish you all the best with the new service. And um, of course, thank you so much for what you're doing for the community. Your, your team are literally a bunch of lifesavers. Yeah, that's very kind of you, Sia. Look, again, thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, Sia and Dr. Shu, for that fascinating insight into trauma care. Joining me now is the nurse manager of this new unit, Brittany Raj. Thanks for speaking to us on the show today, Brittany. Thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure to have you here and, um, you know, learn more about your role. So I guess to begin with, I'd love to know, how did you get into nursing and specifically into trauma? I originally wanted to work with children and it was like teacher or nurse. And so I decided nursing and even like year 10 work experience I did at Westmead Children's Hospital. Oh, nice. And then so went into uni from there. And then I decided that I'll just get into adults first, just because I was a bit scared of doing anything wrong. It's like, <laughs> I decided, yeah, to, to give adults a go and then see where that would take me. And then I just love what I did. And I was working um, on a neurosurgical ward 
where I first started. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I loved working with brain injured patients. I liked the challenges. Mm. I loved just nursing in general. So I just felt like I'd chosen the right career and stayed on. Great. Well, we're very lucky to have you not only choosing nursing, but also choosing adults and you know choosing Westmead Hospital here. How did you go from neurosurgery to trauma? I did my first rotation as a new graduate in the neurosurgical ward up on D5C. And then I went on to do um, the next six months on A3C at the time was surgical high dependency unit. And um, then I sort of had to decide what I wanted to do and decided neurosurgery was sort of where I wanted to go. There's a restructure and they created a, a trauma unit. And so I put my hand up for that. I just think there's so much trauma have to offer. It was a, a brand new unit that hasn't been in New South Wales that I'm hearing. I just, it's a great opportunity. I'm starting out fresh. We're all starting out fresh. So it was just, yeah, it felt like it was the right um, move to take. Yeah, very yeah. exciting, but I can imagine probably a little bit daunting as well. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was just sort of setting up a ward. The trauma team have, you know, been together for a long time and I think they were really excited when they learned they were getting um, their own ward, yep. which I don't think they ever thought would be a thing. <laughs> um, so I just sort of came along and, you know, it was only the end of last year that I found out that would be my role. And then so it's been from basically January till March that we had to get it all going. Wow. Yeah. Well, we love to break new ground here at Westmead <laughs> Hospital, that's for sure. What's it been like for you coming into a new team on a new ward being sort of yeah I guess the, the leader there yeah it's um definitely it's had its challenges but I think everyone has done an amazing job you know there's always little things that come up but what we've had from nothing to, to what we've created now I think I think it's pretty amazing and they're still fine-tuning I think it'll be you know quite a while till we get fully up and running but the staff have done an amazing job they've come from three different wards so there's a lot of experience they've come from cardiothoracics neurosurgery and orthopedics so I think everyone brings with them some knowledge that someone else might not have that mm. they can share around and, and that's been really helpful. We were talking to Jeremy earlier about what makes trauma so unique and really he said it's the combination of specialties, right? You've got so many different types of injuries you can be dealing with and each of them can be life-threatening in their own way. How have you found that adjusting from something more specialised, I guess, from neurosurgery to something, I, I guess, a little bit more broad? Having a lot of teams involved in their care. So there's obviously a close relationship with trauma, orthopaedics, neurosurgery, and it's sort of like juggling that. And I think for the staff, you know, you cannot have so many protocols that you've got fractured ribs, you can do this, but then you have to remember they probably also have a fractured pelvis. They might have a head injury. So it's just, it's not black and white and there's not one set of rules for a patient and you have to look at the patient holistically. And I think that's a challenge. And I think it eventually we'll be able to really specialise in that and we'll have specialist nurse that can do that, which I think will create a world of change for trauma patients. Absolutely. Obviously, you're dealing with people day in, day out in the worst time in their lives and a very stressful time. How do you find dealing with that um, for yourself, managing that stress and the relationship with patients and the stress of the team as well? Yeah, that has been a challenge. In that, I mean, we've only been up and running for four weeks, but yeah, we've noticed um, that has been a challenge. And these are life-changing events in that comes in their life. You know, it's such a significant part of their story, and uh, you know, we're we're a part of that. Having social work around is a big advantage 
advantage for us. Mm. Um, we have case managers and the trauma CNCs that help out a lot with that too. And it's even with the nursing staff, it might be that they're so busy, but they need to, you know, just taking that 10 minutes out to sit and listen to someone creates such a difference in someone's care and, you know, how they recover. It is a challenge for everyone. People come in, they're quite emotional. The nurses sometimes bear the brunt of that and they've done an awesome job sometimes. They're a shoulder to cry on mm. and, and the nurses sort of just have to adapt to whatever may walk through the doors. It's a challenge and I'm, I think, you know, there's always room to improve and we'll find different ways to manage and just allowing the staff to come and have a chat, allowing them sort of to debrief, I think is a way that we've been sort of managing mm -hmm. up there. And that's what makes nurses so amazing, I think. And it's great to hear that you've got the support of social workers there as well to support families and patients through this time. On the first day that you were open, I was talking to Julia, a patient there who'd had a motorbike crash, and she just had wonderful things to say about the care that she'd received, you know, about the nurses, especially how wonderful and helpful and caring they'd all been and how they all brought their own personality, I guess, to the yeah. way they do their role as well. Does that make you proud working with that team? Yeah, that? 100%. I'm super proud of the people that have that have come my way. I, I can't fault any of them. I think we all have a lot of growing to do and a lot of learning to do. And they're so willing to do that, that we're sort of working on education, education pathways for the staff. And, you know, there's such a great opportunity that we've we've been given to staff. I mean, I think everyone appreciates the brand new building and mm. the brand new equipment um, it feels it's it's nice to walk into work and know everything's working and I know it's only early days for you yet sort of four weeks into the job but what have you found most I guess rewarding or most enjoyable about trauma so far rewarding is is seeing how someone can come in um, and how many injuries they have and not knowing how they're going to end up. And the, um, the amazing things that Allied Health, you know, nursing staff, the medical team, it's pretty amazing what people in this hospital are, are doing um, for the community. Definitely. Yeah, that's incredible to see those, those wonderful outcomes, I guess. And just personal note for you, I guess, as well. Um, it's been a stressful year for healthcare workers everywhere, as we know. What do you find helps you to... You you know, stay focused, um, stay energized and stay rested to be able to continue to do the great work that you do. I think it's super important to put 110% in while you're at work and be very focused um, and then go home and relax and unwind and try not to think about work or do work because that's been done at work and you've put every, every part of you being into doing the right thing and advocating for your patients and then going home, unwinding friends, family, going out, doing the night a walk, some activities, going out to eat, yep. <laughs> all those sort of things where you just unwind and then, you know, you feel like you've had a break and you're ready to come back and do it again for the next five days. Mm. So family and friends are a, a big part of that. Absolutely. Well, Brittany, it's clear that you're someone who gives 110% to your <laughs> role. So thank you for what you do. And thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Western Sydney Health Check. This podcast is brought to you by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest health news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.